This is Ian Sagstetter with the second episode of the E2G podcast. Excited to be further sharing and divulging into some of the some of the topics around our consulting project, giving efforts, and today I'd also like to discuss why earning to give in your twenties could be a financially beneficial thing to do, and why it can it can actually help you personally as well as helping obviously the people. Uh, on the receiving end of the donation. An update on the consulting project. I think I announced that we had our we have our first client signed up for the for the rest of the year, Q4 2020. And really excited to be working with them. And it has been, you know, really positive. It's it's a difficult thing to do and to manage you know, working part-time and still trying to provide a lot of value. Uh, but I, I'm excited that, you know, the first project that I worked on, delivering that to, that to them today. And further going to be expanding, you know, certain aspects of their of their business over the next month and, and going into November. I'm hoping that the processes are ironed out and kind of kind of firing on a on all cylinders and, and become more streamlined and regular. So a lot of stress right now. Uh, they're based in the Asia Pacific region, so a lot of late night calls, a lot of 9 p.m., 10 p.m. calls. But uh, more than happy to be doing it and to be gaining that experience to allow you know 2021 to seek after you know high paid consulting engagements and obviously in turn using the funds earned to to give to charity. I am a little bit confused about how that process is going to be done. I see I do these consulting projects as a as a 1099 independent contractor um, and not as a nonprofit or anything of that of that um, of that uh, of that fold or of that standing. So I think what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to hold on to the money and put it. Uh, I have a bank account where all the money that I donate. Um, it's specifically for that. And I think with the consulting money, it's to put it in the bank account. And then after doing taxes and kind of figuring out how much of that money I personally get to keep, then turning it around and, and donating the majority of, of the funds and proceeds to charity, I think is the direction I'm going to go. And if anyone who, who practices earning to give or has experience in that area, please let me know your thoughts and what you've done. I think that would be really helpful and really insightful because I'm just a little bit confused and I obviously don't want to give away, you know, everything and then in turn have to pay more taxes, more ta- it's taxes. I'm just a little bit hazy on the, I don't know taxes very well. We'll just leave it at that. So if anyone has any insight on that, please let me know. In terms of, you know, personal giving efforts, I'm excited that, the partnership with the community center in South Argentina is, is kindly is, is officially been finalized, and um, we've done our first wire transfer of funds to the community center. It was a bit of a hazy process, and, and technology bested us for for a few for a few hours, but we were ultimately able to able to go in and um, go in and figure out a process to get the money uh, to those to those who need it 
this community center, it's about a little bit more background. It's in a really, really underprivileged and underserved area of Salta, Argentina. And they use a variety of different methods to create social and personal infrastructure for the youths in this area. I'm extremely excited to be to be sponsoring it and assisting them. And hopefully one day I can go down, back to, I've been to Salta, Argentina before. It's a lovely city and one of my favorite places in the world. Um, you know, but I, you know, post the pandemic would love to go back down there and, and see the effects and, and see, and just meet the, meet the children and, 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 uh, you know, see how the entire community center is doing and how, and how our support is helping them. I think that'd be a really, really great thing to, to do once the pandemic is over. Other, other areas of personal, personal giving, um, I read an article in the Founders Pledge. Founders Pledge is one of the organizations that's um, inter intertwined with the effects of altruism and earning to give. And I read an article that they're they're doing research into using psilocybin and MDMA um, at smaller doses to help people with uh, you know depression, anxiety, and you know, mental illness in general. And I've heard that being done with LSD and psilocybin and, and people have had really, really good results and have seen good things. The issue with that is obviously accessing pure LSD and psilocybin in the United States because they're illegal. But reading about MDMA, you know, also known as Molly, uh, was it was really interesting to me because I think that would be a really interesting take and a really interesting um, way to combat mental health mental health issues, and I, I'd love to see further research on that. So, after reading that article, they have some foundations that are currently, you know, testing and doing some research into these areas. You know, I personally am going to start doing my own research and further look into how how um, you know we can affect how I can effectively give in those areas. Again, to provide context, I'm also a member of the Founders Pledge, uh, meaning that within my full-time job, I have a certain amount of equity in the company. And upon liquidating, uh, being purchased or going public, those shares then become worth a certain amount of money. And the amount, and the amount you know of the money that I receive, a certain percentage will go to charity. And I've been focusing the the efforts there around global poverty and 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 preventable illness. But I, you know, as a person, as obviously I post these podcasts in my medium feed, you know, as a person who who struggles sometimes with with mental health, a mental health disorder, I think it would also be really interesting to research and and possibly dedicate some of the funds um, to that initiative as well, because I'd love to see further research on psilocybin, LSD, and MDMA, um, and how that could be beneficial to people suffering with, uh, with mental health. Because fortunately, um, I'm on, I, I've, I take medication and I found a, a decent little combination that works for me. It's not necessarily the safest combination in the world, but you know, it's do for the time being, it's doing a, a really good job, but I would love to, to see the effects of something potentially that's less that has less risk of addiction uh you know less frequency of ingestion or taking taking the substance 
and uh, if it produces better results, obviously that's the direction that I think we should go. So I think that would be a really, really great thing to further look into, and I'm really excited about doing further research into that area. The final topic that I wanted to cover today, and I want to keep these podcasts as short as possible because I know what I have to say probably isn't that interesting, but it's about earning to give in your 20s. And people, when when I tell people about this, it, it, it can come off as arrogant. And I don't want it to seem that way. And even if it does seem that way, I guess my perception is if you think my talking about or mentioning of earning to give and that I donate a certain amount of you know funds to charitable causes and I've dedicated a certain amount of my income. And if you find that to be arrogant, then I guess my response, my perception to that is, well, I guess money talks. And at the end of the day, if we're not dedicating our time and our personal resources into solving these problems as volunteers or going into a career that can solve some of the world's most pressing issues, then I think the moral obligation at that point is then to donate money and resources to the people who are in these in these organizations who are solving issues. I I think you know that's the first hurdle you have to you have to kind of overcome because when you tell people about this and you're public about it, there are a lot of people who who give and they do it silently. And I think that's I was a public about it for maybe like two days and then I then decided, you know what? This is probably better if I just do this silently, do this in the background, and oh, my voice cracked, <laughs> and just keep it, you know, my own personal, my own personal journey and my own personal endeavor. I do want to, you know, host these episodes and provide updates on what I'm doing, but I'm not going to be blasting this all over Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. Maybe one share on one media site at a time. So I guess that's the first hurdle you have to overcome. Figuring out if you know it's something that you're going to want to advertise and put out there, or if it's something that you're going to want to do, you know, more silently and more personally. I think the other aspect is, you know, I, I'm very fortunate. You know, I, I make I make okay money for being 26, and I think a lot of people out there might be concerned that. You know, what about my savings? What about, you know, not having enough money to live and do the things that I want to do that provide my, you know, individual fulfillment? Well, to answer that, I think, you know, it's all about giving a percentage of income that's that's specific to you and that works for you. The minimum number that people with an effect of altruism throw about is, is 10%. And people, people at a, at a wide scale are already giving away ten percent of their income, whether it to be religious organizations or to any other, um, any other you know charitable foundation. I think as people as they get older, giving ten percent of their income away is not an uncommon and unspoken about practice. Obviously, the goal is to get to a financial position where you can give more. But you know, as a as a as a as a young adult, I think ten percent is a great starting point. And something it's done for me is that it's created the desire to be more organized financially. Um, I mean, not to go too much deep into it, but I was a mess financially before before 2020. This is the first time in my life that 
I've had a savings account and my credit cards have been paid off and you know, I'm, I'm looking towards the future. I'm looking to do more effective things with my money. And I think effective altruism can provide a framework for that. And I think it can give you a structure and say, you know what, I'm dedicating this amount of money every single month uh, to persons who need it. And I'm going to uphold that. So I'm going to need to create a financial plan that enables me to do that. And within that financial plan, you know, savings, money that you want to use for, for personal, you know, endeavors such as trips or large purchases, saving for that. I think, I think it's a, it's a wonderful way to provide a framework and, and it, that's the way it can help you personally. And then again, I, I was listening to a podcast with, with, uh, um, one of the founders of Factual Altruism today. And, you know, he mentioned that by being an, a middle-class person in, in Western society, we're, we are on average a hundred times richer than people in global, global poverty. And I don't know if that's the right statistic. And I may have misheard him and I may, bis, may, may be misspeaking. But if that's the case, I think we do somewhat have a moral obligation to to help those people in need and help those people who are facing more terminal illnesses to them because they don't have the support and infrastructure to combat those illnesses to people who are fighting poverty to people who are in more dire situations. I think it's a, you know, after doing some research and looking into myself and reflecting and reviewing my own personal, my own personal perspective, um, at the end of the day, not only did I see the personal benefit, and this is very minuscule, that it's helped me structure my finances. I mean, at the minimum, that for that selfish reason, but obviously to, to a grander scale, that just feeling the moral obligation to help and to be a, be a part of something uh, bigger than myself and to, to help those in need, I think is, is, is utterly important. And I think if you view the political landscape of people in their that are going into early adulthood that are in their 20s and their 30s i think we're seeing a rise in that people just want to be a part of something that's that's changing for the better and i don't know if political alignment or if political organizations are maybe the best way to go uh, i think doing your research and, and finding out a way to effect most effectively give your or allocate resources and then donate those resources is is a more is a more beneficial way. Um, that's my personal perspective, and and I found a lot of fulfillment in that. So, if you have any questions around that, as always, feel free to reach out to me on any of the uh, popular social media sites. My name is Ian Sachs, that are on all of them, or if you want to send me an email at i g s a g s t e T-T-E-R at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions or any comments, I'd, I'd be happy to, to connect and, and to, to respond to those. Thank you for your time.